Back in the ancient times, before the iPhone, back in 2005, I was on a Totus Tuus team. Uh, Totus Tuus, if you don't know, is like a summer Bible camp. Um, if you want to help out with such a thing, I think uh, there is a sign-up uh, and I can get you in touch with the person. Uh, but you do, you travel around to various parishes in the diocese and you put on a week-long uh, Bible camp. And there's a training at the beginning of the summer where they split us up into teams of four people each. Uh, Father Beerman is in charge of Totus Tuus in our diocese and was even at that time back then. Uh, now one team was full of musicians, uh, all of them could sing pretty well, the three of them could play guitar, one could play the piano. And then there was my team. Brenda was a decent singer, the rest of us not so much so. None of us could play any musical instruments. So this made providing music for Mass each day with the kids a monumental challenge. I have no idea what Father Beeman was thinking when he made the teams. But don't worry, 18, almost 18 years later, I'm not bitter at all. Anyways, one of our parishes early in the summer was in the southeast part of Minnesota. So on our free day on Friday, as a team we went to the Niagara Cave near Harmony, Minnesota. Maybe some of you have been to this little gem. Uh, of course there were lights in the cave. However, at one point in the tour, they turned off all of the lights. Now, I don't know if it's true, but the tour guide said that if you remained in the cave in complete darkness for three days, you would become permanently blind. In the first reading from Isaiah, there are lots of reference to light and darkness. Isaiah writes that darkness is dispelled, that the people of darkness have seen a great light, that a light that has shone upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom. This light has brought abundant joy and great rejoicing. As Christians, we believe all this points to Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the light of the world, that the light has come into the darkness of evil and sin and lies. This light, Jesus Christ, has brought good virtue and truth. The response to the psalm even points to this light of Christ, this light of Jesus. The response for today is, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Jesus is our light and our salvation. Do we believe this? Do we believe that when we look upon the world with the lens of our Catholic faith in Jesus Christ, it helps us to see things more clearly? Do we believe that our Catholic faith helps us to see reality for what it is? Do we believe that Jesus Christ is the light, the fullness of truth, the fullness of the truth of God himself revealed to us? Do we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose to give us salvation, eternal life in heaven, not just for us, but for all eight billion people on the planet Earth? In the Gospel, we see that after John the Baptist is arrested, Jesus withdrew to Galilee. Capernaum is a town in the Galilee region. As Jesus is walking around the Sea of Galilee, he sees two brothers, Simon later called uh, Peter and Andrew, and they were fishing. Jesus says to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew records that they left their nets and followed Jesus immediately. Now maybe they were disgruntled fishermen. Maybe they were looking for an excuse to leave the fishing business. 
However, I don't think this is the case. After Jesus' death and resurrection, when the apostles don't quite know what to do next, they went back to fishing. So I don't think they left so readily because they didn't want to fish anymore. I think Jesus' call was just that powerful. Jesus was speaking to their hearts. If you have ever read Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, you could say that Jesus was calling them to fight for something bigger than themselves. He was calling them to an adventure. Jesus then passes another set of brothers. Jesus calls James and John as well. And not only do James and John leave their nets and their boats behind, but they literally leave their father who is still in the boat. Again, I don't think James and John were dissatisfied with their life or was having an argument and a bad time with their father and looking to do something else. No, I think Jesus' call was just that powerful. The light of Jesus Christ was already attracting them. Are you attractive? Now I don't mean do you look like a movie star. What I mean is does your life, the way you carry yourself, radiate the light of Jesus Christ out into the world? Now I realize we all have different temperaments, but even so, I think ideally we would radiate joy. Now I'd like to distinguish joy from happiness. In my definition of happiness, happiness is often determined by a situation. Whereas I like to think of joy as something that, if we are rooted in Christ, rooted in the fact that we are beloved sons and daughters of God the Father, then no situation can take away that joy. This joy comes from knowing that we, who we are, again, sons and daughters of God the Father, whose we are, yes, that we are adopted sons and daughters of God, that we belong to God, that we are His children, and from our purpose, that we, to freely choose God in this life so that we can be with Him forever in the next. Again, in the first reading from Isaiah, Isaiah says that God has brought abundant joy and great rejoicing. Does your relationship with God bring you joy and, re and rejoicing? Think of when you first started dating someone. You can't stop thinking about them. Even when you're not together, just the thought of them brings joy to your heart and a smile to your face. Ideally, our relationship with God would affect all that we do and bring joy to every situation we find ourselves in that we would bring joy and hope to those around us. Again, this joy does not need to be fake. This doesn't mean that we can't ever be sad. This just means that we realize that through good times and bad, we have a light in Jesus Christ that shines hope and love into the dark, darkest of moments and gives us an authentic joy that comes from knowing that we are loved beyond our wildest dreams by God who created the universe. When we let this light, this light of Jesus Christ, settle on our souls, we will be a light to others. We will be fishers of men, attracting others to the love of Jesus Christ. We human beings are created in the image and likeness of God. God himself is a community of love, a community of persons, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Since we are created in the image and likeness of God, we too are created for community, even introverts. We all desire connection with others. Some of us 24 hours a day, those people can be kind of annoying, but anyways, some of us need some alone time. As a number of people, as a number of people who lash out violently against the darkness of loneliness, 
it becomes more and more imperative that we bring the light and love of Jesus Christ to those around us. This week I dare us to break modern social norms and instead of burying our face in our phones, say hi to a stranger or even strike up a conversation or say is everything okay to someone who is in distress. Follow Jesus Christ so that you can be fishers of men and women. Carry the light of Christ in your heart so that you can light up the darkness of someone else's soul this week.